Welcome to today's TLC. Whether you found this podcast on my website, through the emails I send, or simply from a friend, I'm glad that you've decided to add some TLC today. My dear, dear friends, my heart is so full of emotion right now. I came home and was telling my husband about some things that just happened. And he said to me, you're not going to be able to sleep anyway. Go record a podcast. (laughs) So here we are. Because I can't help but share the passion that I have for healing. I was asked to go and help teach a group of people about mental and emotional health. As I was pondering and trying to figure out what I wanted to share with them, I felt guided to the word hope. When I thought of that word, I just felt this really intense need to share hope with this audience. As I was creating my presentation, it wasn't quite fitting in to have it be a presentation on hope, but I still felt like it was what I needed to share. And so I outlined some principles about mental and emotional health and how to focus your mind in ways that create joy. I shared the importance of seeing the positive movement in your life instead of just focusing on the gap. I shared how your circumstances do not create the joy in your life. The focus creates the joy. And I tried to insert the word hope along the way. But what I didn't know was that my presentation was not the moment that I needed to share hope. It was after my presentation. As I was walking out to my car, a woman from the presentation followed me and asked if she could talk to me. As we spoke, she shared some very heavy things that she was experiencing. She told me that her therapist, her church leaders, her parents, and all the people around her were trying to help, but she still felt so hopeless and stuck. But then she said, that some of the things I shared in my presentation gave her hope. And when she said that, I knew that this was what I came for. This was why I needed to be here. This was the presentation, not the one I gave to the group. I spent the next 45 minutes sharing mental and emotional health tools with this woman and giving her the hope that she could find healing that she didn't have to focus on somebody else's behaviors for her to feel okay. She deserved to find her own healing. When I shared that with her, she burst into tears and hugged me. Thank you. Thank you, she said. I've been pleading for an answer, not knowing what else I could do. And this feels so freeing. I finally feel hope. But then she said a sentence that I told her she gets to delete from her vocabulary. She said this, but I don't know what to do next. My friends, telling yourself that you don't know gets you stuck. It makes you not have any room in your brain to solve the problem. It also makes you not have any space in your soul for the guidance that is available to you to light your way forward. I don't know is really, 
I feel overwhelmed and don't want to figure this out. Right? From the toddler who says, I don't know, to the overwhelmed woman in trauma who says, I don't know what to do. Wherever you're at in your life, the sentence, I don't know, is not useful to you. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to say you do know. I'm inviting you, just like I invited this woman, to stop giving yourself permission to just say, I don't know. Instead, channel your brain to focus somewhere more useful, like, I don't know yet. Or, God knows, and he can guide me. Or maybe, I will know soon. All of these options hold space for progression, for movement, for answers. This woman had been walking around for eight months saying to herself, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is too overwhelming. This is not changing. I feel completely hopeless. I don't know. But guess what? She did know that there was another option out there that there must have been a solution to her problem. Her soul was still trying to solve it, even though her brain said, I don't know. So I called her on it. I said, I don't know is not an option. You do know. Tap into how you feel and tell me what's next. And then we brainstormed and created space for movement, for her to take a step forward in faith. Now I could end there, And this could be a beautiful story. But then it happened again. I told you I'd been talking to this woman for a long time. Well, once she left, a car that had parked a ways down the street started pulling up towards me and stopped. Another person from my presentation. The story was different, but the message was still the same. Something in his life was hopeless. And he didn't know what to do or who to turn to. But something about what I said made him feel hopeful that change was possible. We talked about some options for him. And as we talked, his soul just felt lighter and lighter and lighter. And can I tell you, I live for that moment, that moment where someone's face starts to smile, even though they're telling me about the hardest parts of their life. And then I asked him, what do you feel like you need to do next? And guess what he said? I don't know. But you know I'm not going to take that, right? So I said, I don't know isn't an option. Feel it. What do you feel like you're going to do next? And he said something that many people will say when they're wanting to change. He said, I'm going to show up for myself. And do what I feel like I should. Now that sounds pretty and nice and all sorts of hopeful. But here's the problem. We don't. We don't show up for ourselves. We say we're going to and we really mean it this time. And then we don't. Because guess how vague that is to say I'm going to show up for myself. Guess how easy it is for your brain to manipulate that into something abstract and not actually applicable to your day-to-day life. Way too easy, right? So I pushed back a little and said, no, you're not. You're not going to show up for yourself because you're human and you're going to fail along the way. 
And you're not going to do it 100% of the time because you haven't. You've shown that you haven't up to this point. He had been doing some things that he didn't feel was helpful for him in his life. So just saying, I'm going to show up for myself is like eating the whole elephant and saying all of my behaviors, all of the patterns, all of the habits are going to be gone tomorrow. And it's just not true. That's not how life works. It's not how your brain works. So we boiled it down to saying, what's the one thing that you feel guided to do next? And he asked me, well, what should I do? And I said, I can't tell you what you need to do next because I'm not you. You know how to find it. You have the power to make that choice. You know, if you will listen, you will know. And he took a moment, turned into his heart instead of his mind and told me the specific action he was going to take the next day. And it took bravery. It took courage to tell that to me, to say it out loud. And it's going to take him some courage to follow through on his goal. But guess what? He was smiling. He felt hopeful that change was possible because he let go of the thought, I don't know what to do. And instead, listened to that guidance that said, Yes, you do know. Here's your next step. My friends, if you are telling yourself you don't know, you are not helping. You are not being honest with yourself. You do know. You do know how to find the answer. Whether you know the answer right away or not, you know how to find it. Stop telling yourself you don't know. It shuts down your creativity. It resists the guidance that's available to you. And it keeps you stuck in your current patterns. If you're going to say, I don't know, at least add the word yet. I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out. I don't know yet what this woman is going to do to find hope and healing, but I trust that she will. I don't know yet how this other new friend of mine is going to create a life where he feels joy instead of shame. But I have so much hope that he can do that because he's giving space for answers instead of shutting down because it feels overwhelming. I have watched woman after woman after woman go through the process of healing Go through the process of creating instead of just surviving and letting go of I don't know. You can let go too. Where is your I don't know? Is it a relationship you're struggling with that you don't know how to fix? Is it a project that you're wanting to succeed at and you don't know how to do it? Is it a habit you're trying to create that you feel like you don't know what you're doing wrong because you keep not showing up for yourself? Whatever it is, find the I don't know and loosen it up a little. Because when you do, you will find hope. Hope for healing. Hope for change. Hope that you will know. And maybe even sooner than you think, if you have space to let go of I don't know. 
You can do this, my friends. I know that you can. Life after therapy can be simple. Come learn how to think light, feel light, and live light at thelightcoach.com. I offer five free discovery sessions each week, and one of them is for you. Together, let's discover the joy that's possible in life after therapy.